Hello, Trail Tales Nation. How are things going? Uh, you might be thinking, Kyle, you you sound a little different. Uh, do you have a cold? Did you get a new microphone? Uh, are you recording this from within a cavernous cave? Uh, well, you are correct to think that um, I'm not Kyle. I don't sound like Kyle because I am not Kyle. In fact, my name is Baker Bocorny. I've been a guest on the up on this uh, show a couple times. Trail name Cornbread. And I'm talking right now because this is a very, very special episode today, people. Uh, in celebration of episode number 50, <laughs> uh, we're, we're changing things up a bit. Uh, so I interviewed Kyle um, with him being the guest of today's episode. And I really want to give the man behind Trails Tales, um, you know, some time just to talk about himself and, and to uh, talk about the podcast. Uh, so we talk about you know him growing up in Vermont, and um, he clears up some some misinformation that's on his Wikipedia page, and uh, we just talk about the talk about Trail Tales and what it's like to actually create it and how it's how it's gone in his opinion. Um, so it was, it was a pretty special episode, and I had fun being the interviewer. And I'm sorry that I suck at interviewing, and so hopefully you all enjoy it. So before we get into the episode, a couple things I gotta say. First of all. Let's do some iTunes five-star reviews. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm good, still here, people, by the way. <laughs> he, he's still here. Yep, he's still here. So it's a great way to support the podcast. Uh, if you give it a five-star review, then uh, it'll get bumped up in the recommendations. And um, so Kyle will always read the reviews uh, before his episode. So you'll get you'll get a nice shout-out. So I'm just going to go in here and pick a, pick a random recent review. So this one is titled Favorite Hiking Podcast. Um, and it's from someone trail named Cornbread. That's funny. That's that's my trail name too. What a interesting. What a, what a coincidence. So, trail named Cornbread says this podcast is pretty stellar, very informative, and entertaining. I enjoy the informal tone in which Kyle conducts his interviews. Trail Tales keeps me connected to the hiking community while I'm not able to be on a long hike. Also, that Baker fellow you keep having on the podcast seems like a cool chap. You should have you should have him on some more episodes. Well, trail named Cornbread who left that review. You are in luck because I'm on the episode today. I'm just interviewing, but still. What are the odds of that? That's incredible. That is oh, that's just so. See, this is this is why people love Trail Tales right here because when you when they ask for something, Kyle delivers. So that's what we're <laughs> here for. Okay, so next up, uh, if you think this show brings you any value, you may want to consider supporting it on Patreon, uh, and you can find that at patreon.com slash trail tales. Uh, Kyle just created a new website. I saw that, it's pretty sweet, and he's definitely spent a lot of time on that. He's got the hosting costs for that, and I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ballpark here, but I'm, I would imagine, I mean, that this can't be a cheap endeavor. It probably costs about, what, you think like 500,000 a month to keep it going? So it's not a cheap people, it's, a, it's <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty expensive, I would imagine. So, you know, if you can help out Kyle with his half a million dollars a month cost to do this podcast, he would he would love it. So, you know, please uh, please support him. Okay, so if you want to get in touch with Kyle, you know, maybe you want to give him some feedback. Maybe you want to say something like, "Wow, Baker is such a better interviewer than Kyle. Uh, he should be doing all the interviews." I mean, just something along, you know, I don't know anything. Just that's just something I made up off the top of my head. You know, something like that. Um, you can find Kyle at Trail Tales Pod on Instagram. Uh, he's always posting lots of cool photos and sharing interesting posts from other hikers on there. You can find it at Trail Tales on Facebook, uh, at Trail Tales on Twitter, 
Kyle, you know, he really he needs to work on it a little bit. He doesn't quite. That's I looked today, and he hasn't posted in a while on the, on, on Twitter. But Facebook, <laughs> it's Instagram is where it's at. People, I think Twitter you know, sucks, man. Screw Twitter. I, I think everyone knows that Instagram is where it's at for hikers. So, uh, so if you want to find Trail Tales on Tinder or Grinder, you can uh, <laughs> find it at Trail Tail, and that the tail is spelled T A I L. Um, and if you're not sure why it's spelled differently on those platforms versus other platforms, we actually do cover that in this episode. So just listen in and you'll, you'll understand why it's spelled that way. Um, if you would like to communicate with Kyle using the simple mail transfer protocol, which uh, some people refer to that as electronic mail, that uh, is what some people call it, you can send that to trailtailspod at gmail.com or, or, or uh, gmail, I think. I'm not sure how uh, people pronounce it. Um, and if you want to just send um, Kyle a message to his personal account, you can find him at Vermont underscore hockey boy underscore 1993 at hotmail.com. Uh, so those are just <laughs> some ways, hotmail, those are ways to contact him. Um, is, is that hotmail as in M-A-I-L or M-A-L-E? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that up to the listener to, uh, to decide. <laughs> We'll, we'll have to figure it out. You do a little Google and you'll figure it out. Okay, so that's it. Intro's over, everyone. Uh, and uh, Kyle, when you hear this, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you for creating such an awesome podcast. So this is episode number 50, people. The Big Five-O. <laughs> with Woo! Kyle Narnar O'Grady. Uh Long trail class of, I'm not sure, 2017, I think, or 2016. something. 2016. 2016 Appalachian trail class of 2018, and most importantly, creator and host of the Trail Tales podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Trail Tales. <laughs> All right, we already got laughter in the first sentence. <laughs> if you skip the intro and you're confused why Kyle is not talking, uh, basically in celebration of episode number 50, we are flipping this around and Kyle's going to be the guest of today's episode. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to interview him, even though I've never interviewed anyone before. So <laughs> my apologies if this is a terrible episode. So I'm I'm Baker Bocorny, trail name Cornbread, as I said in the intro, which I haven't recorded yet, but I will say in the See, intro. See, yeah, you have to remember to say that now. Don't forget. I will. I will say that now. So, so again, this is this is a special episode because this is a big milestone. So we're gonna interview Kyle here, and just to be clear, uh, this is something that I suggested for Kyle. So this isn't <laughs> this isn't him being some kind of you know egomaniac or whatever. I mean, he already has a podcast and he gets to listen to <laughs> his voice all the time. So I'm not really sure why he would need to be a guest on his own podcast just to hear his voice more. But either way, this is uh this was this was my idea to uh to have just kind of find out a little bit more about the man behind behind the podcast it's, uh, itself. And uh <laughs> Kyle's a busy man. It was hard to it was hard to schedule this with him. He was finishing up some UI tests right before we got started. After this, he's going to the gym. So, <laughs> Kyle, really, thank you for joining us. Thank you for squeezing this podcast into your uh, your busy schedule. Did you get those those tests passing before we started this? I did. I got some of them passing. Some of them. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'm a software developer, and what I do is I develop 
UI tests, interface tests. So uh, yeah, I was I was running some of those on the latest build of our software. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure people are very excited to hear about my day job. <laughs> yeah, so this now everyone knows they can just shut the episode off. They don't need to listen anymore because they're just bored to tears. So <laughs> this is that time, people. This episode is going to have nothing with pike, hiking. It's just going to be purely software development. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. It's not, not the case at all. So Thank we're going to try to find out a little bit more about, about Kyle today. This mysterious voice behind the microphone. You know, who is this person that... We've all been listening to for almost a year now. We need to we need to know who this character is. So, Kyle, I'm going to start off. Just we're going to go through your Wikipedia page here, and uh, I have a Wikipedia gonna, page. I'm just going to yeah. I mean, you know, the internet. It's on the it's on the internet. We're just going to kind of go through your Wikipedia page, and we're going to uh, just kind of go through some basic information and just you know just learn a little bit about you. So, <laughs> first of all, your full name, Kyle Ignatius uh, O. O'Grady. I'm not sure how you pronounce O'Grady. I don't know how you pronounce it's that. Actually, it's actually O'Grady, and that's a very creative pronunciation of the name Shane, which is my middle name. But then again, Wikipedia is available to be edited by anybody, so that definitely means you're getting the best stuff in there. I believe um, Michael Scott made that clear on The Office, so yes. maybe I've been getting my middle name wrong this entire time. Shit. Okay, yeah. So not Ignatius. Shane. All right. All right. Okay. I see that. Now your birthday, January 1st, 1970. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm an old fart. I'm an, I'm, I'm a, well, old's a relative term. I mean, you're not yeah, I, I totally just like freaking pissed off everybody that was like born, <laughs> born I mean, in the seventies there. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> in the, in the span of the lifetime of the universe, that's not very old to be that's, honest. That's fair. That's fair. That's so, fair. Okay, and so you were born in Honolulu, Hawaii. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I'm really sorry. I, I should have double checked this somewhere. I, I had no idea that Wikipedia just had so many mistakes in it. So yeah, man, I, I grew up in Hawaii. I hiked the um, Hawaiian Long Trail. That's how I started <laughs> hiking. You know, walking over all those volcanoes and shit. So oh wow, That's, yeah. Can you, can you elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like it was. I'll, I'll just say it was very hot. It was very hot. Very hot. Okay. Okay. So, but I thought you don't like heat. You've said that many times. <laughs> Maybe I should clarify. I don't like humidity. That being said, I've never uh, been to Hawaii or, I mean, <laughs> I, I've actually never <laughs> been to Hawaii. <laughs> I broke character there. Jesus. See, I'm not good at this. I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't even know. Um, it's all right. so it's maybe all right. it is. We have, we have to have some fact in here at some point. Otherwise, this, if people just be like, this is the, the worst episode ever. <laughs> Honolulu, Hawaii. Damn. I know. Is there, is there any hiking in Hawaii? That'd be pretty sweet. I'm I, so I, down. I've definitely heard of people going to Hawaii. You're like, yeah, I know there's like a, there's pretty sweet, you know, day hikes up to like volcanoes and waterfalls yeah, and dude. cool stuff like that. If anybody listening is from Hawaii and wants to like fly me out, I should check my downloads to see if I... If I get any downloads in Hawaii, I probably yeah. do. If you could like interview someone who's hiked in Hawaii, that'd be pretty dope too. This okay in the in the past in October so far, I've gotten one download in Hawaii. <laughs> nice. Okay, all right. <laughs> Whoever you it's are a, out there, <laughs> fly me out, please. It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> it's an it's an emerging market, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of through hiking in Hawaii. I'm sure. Okay, so your actual. You were actually, I assume you were born in Vermont. I don't know if you actually were, but it seems like I was like born you... in Vermont. Yes, I was born in uh, in Burlington. Born in Burlington. All right. And that's where you live now, too. That's pretty cool. 
Technically, it's South Burlington, as anybody uh, who's ever received a sticker from me will will know, which is kind of creepy that those people have my address now. But yeah, um, yeah, Burlington, South Burlington, it's all pretty much the same thing anyways, because it's not exactly a very big area. So yeah, yeah, I'm a Vermont boy at heart. Gotcha. So what is like uh, life growing up in Vermont? What is life like growing up in Vermont? Um, I don't know. Do you want me to take this seriously? Or do you want me to fuck around? Maybe, maybe no, a little I've, combination of both. I feel it's like. up to you. It's up to you. It's you know, you're the guest today. So it was it was sweet. Growing up in Vermont was absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, my parents are awesome parents, so like that obviously like had a big influence. But just the area is great for a kid honestly or at least someone like me someone who likes to be outside someone who likes to play you know wintery sports like hockey i played a lot of hockey growing up that's why i'm such a big boston bruins fan yeah and so that was awesome and in my particular town i grew up in a town called jericho vermont which is a little bit outside of burlington it's like it's like center in the center between burlington and the mountains and both are like 25 to 30 minutes away so it's like a perfect central location you're close to you know all you need to be close to in burlington but you're also so close to like skiing and and hiking and all this stuff so growing up in vermont was super super amazing and especially when you don't have to pay taxes living in vermont is very very nice (laughs) now that i'm a little bit older it's a little bit more meh but um yeah dude i was i i had a blast and I didn't really realize or appreciate until I went to college, honestly, like how awesome it was to grow up and live there for sure. Right. And so hockey, were you playing competitive or just kind of like for fun or like how long did you play for? I played hockey from the time I was in like elementary school. I don't even, I can't, I honestly, I can't even remember when I started. I It was for most of my life. And then I I mean, I stopped after high school. Like I, I wasn't like good enough to go play in college or anything like that, yeah. nor did I really want to. Um, but yeah, I played over the years, you know, I kind of had a different, um, I, I got to play at different levels too. There was one point when I was playing, you know, pretty competitive. They call it triple A hockey when I was in like middle school. And I think my freshman year of high school as well, maybe. So I, I was young, but um, then I kind of started hiking after that as, as I kind of got through high school, as I'm sure many of my listeners have heard me say at this point. And I kind of stopped caring as much about hockey after that and started caring about hiking more. So if anything, hiking killed my hockey career, which is <laughs> kind of funny now that I yeah. think about it. <laughs> yeah. So is, is hockey like, so I grew up in Florida and the de facto kind of sport that most kids end up playing is like soccer or like maybe baseball but is hockey like the soccer or baseball of the new england area or like the vermont area um no i'm sure it's more or actually i guess i'm not sure i would guess that it's more popular than it is like down south or in certain parts of the country um i wouldn't say it's like the de facto probably like football or basketball or yeah even soccer would would be that but it is like popular, like most of the high schools, at least in Chittenden County, like around the Burlington population center, pretty much all the high schools have, you know, varsity teams. And and some of the smaller schools have, uh, yeah, even the smaller schools outside of of Chittenden County, some of them have like division two or division three teams as well. They're just not quite as competitive as the high school in the Burlington area teams, whatever you want to call it, division one. But yeah, it's it's pretty popular. Do you guys not have like high school like varsity hockey teams in Florida? Yeah, no, I've never heard of a 
a high school hockey team. Interesting. Like at least for Florida schools. Yeah, because I mean, there obviously there are rinks in Florida, but I just don't know that it's as popular for whatever reason. Even though Florida has two NHL teams and Vermont has zero. <laughs> I, oh, that that's a good point. I never even thought about this. So Tampa and like, what is it, Miami or? Um, what is it? The uh, where do the Panthers play? I think it's yeah, I think it's, it's the South, Miami it's, area. It's South yeah. Florida. Maybe it's I don't really know. Actually, the stadium was really close to where I used to live down there. But oh, cool. Yeah. Too bad the Panthers suck. <laughs> yeah, Tampa's, I know. Tampa's much better. Right. That's funny. Yeah, that's true. Florida has two professional. Well, I think Florida's just a, it's a huge, it's like the population is like 20 something million. And I'm sure Vermont is not quite that many people. It's, about so. six, it's a little bit over 600,000 people in the entire state. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really, <laughs> not really comparable. And another fun fact about Vermont sports teams, because I know everybody's just dying to know. Um, Vermont only has one professional sports team and it's a single A short season baseball team affiliated with Oakland, I believe. Really? Yeah. And they're called the Lake Monsters. Honestly, the, <laughs> the Lake Monsters. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Lake Champlain, man. Yeah, it's, it's kind of oh, ridiculous. But that's awesome. <laughs> there's your Vermont sports facts anyways. Wow. That's great. And so then you mentioned after growing up in Vermont, you left Vermont because you went to Clarkson, which is in New York, right? That was yeah, college. northern northern New York, um, St. Right. Lawrence County, but it's not very far from here. It's probably about th- three and a half hours uh, driving, and it's straight line. It's like even closer than you would think a three and a half hour drive would be just because of that. Going back to the Lake Monsters is a huge lake between Vermont or northern Vermont anyways and New York, and there's not very many bridges across, so it's kind of a pain in the ass to get over there. Kind of makes my drive to the Adirondacks a lot longer as well, even though I can literally see them from my freaking office. It's crazy. <laughs> I remember when you first said something about like a long drive, and I was like, what could be this big deal about this lake? And I looked, and I was like, oh, that's a big-ass lake. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I looked on a map, and I was like, dang, that's I can see why it takes a while to, uh, to get around that thing. Yeah, it's kind of a... I don't know. Here I am complaining about like the beautiful lake we have, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. it is kind of a pain in the ass. Like I personally, I'd take a shorter drive to the mountains. But hey, a lot of people, a lot of people love that lake, and it is the namesake for our one and only professional sports team. So I guess I should probably shut the hell up about complaining. It's true. <laughs> if the lake wasn't there, they wouldn't be called the Lake Monsters, which is by far the best sports team <laughs> I've ever heard. So. I don't know what they'd be called. Called the Maple Syrup something. Probably. Oh uh, yeah, Ma- yeah, some maple syrup based thing. So when you were at Clarkson, you were you closer to the Adirondacks? Yeah, and that's honestly a huge reason why I ended up going there. I I didn't really put very much thought into <laughs> where I wanted to go to college. I was I don't know if I was in denial or I was just like stupid and like didn't really care that much. But my parents basically were like, "Hey, Clarkson's a good school. They have a program that's you know would be good for what you want to do, software stuff. You should go check it out." And I was like, "Okay," and I went, and it was all right. And it was close to the mountains, so I was like, all right, I'll go there. So, that honestly, that did play a decent – yeah, it, it did influence my decision to go there. Um, Clarkson is – the I mean, the Adirondacks, there's obviously, like, multiple trailheads. So, depending on the trailhead I was going to, it was anywhere from, like, say, an hour and 15 minutes to, like, an hour and 45 minutes. So, actually, now that I say that out loud, that's not that much uh, – closer than it would have been coming from burlington actually straight line again burlington is much closer (laughs) right i guess it did cut the driving time down just a little bit so yeah i don't know (laughs) it was cool yeah i remember you 
I think it was the first episode with Colby. You said how you went on, you went like a, it was a school trip out yeah, to man. the Adirondacks, right? Yeah. Now, like it's, it, it turned into like a shit storm essentially. <laughs> like, <laughs> it for was some, a huge for some shit of the people out there. Yeah. What was, what was that episode? I think that was number 15. That was a very old one. That was like almost yeah. a year ago now at this point. Damn. Yeah. But so everybody was... go listen to 15 if you haven't already. If you're like sick of hearing about my bullshit already here, go listen to 15. <laughs> you can hear about some of Colby's bullshit instead. <laughs> I promise we'll 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 start talking more about hiking oh, dude, and, in this podcast. This is great. I don't I, actually that's not true. Sometimes I do talk about myself in this podcast. Um probably more more than sometimes. It depends on the episode, right? Like if I ever have a guest on where they've hiked something that I've hiked or they've had like a similar experience to mine, then I'll always try to like add my input. Um, I feel like that just makes it more fun for me. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like the listeners like that too. A little bit of back and forth there. But some episodes, it's like I'm just purely, you know, firing off the questions or whatever. And, and there's nothing wrong with that too. I feel like those are usually... Those are also like some of my favorite episodes because I I just learn so much, you know. That, I yeah. mean, I learn every episode, maybe except for this one, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe you'll learn something new about yourself. Yeah, dude, that's oh, that's so true. You're like a you're like my therapist right now. <laughs> this is just this is an, a therapy session that's being recorded. That's all that's going on right now. <laughs> I love so it. I'm gonna ask the question that you always seem to ask your uh, your guests whenever they come on. So you said at some point hiking became more important uh, or kind of, you know, took a higher priority than uh, than hockey. So what was it that got you started on it? And what were the kind of the first hiking things that you were that you were doing? Yeah, man, I I'm trying. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. I might have at some point, but probably just briefly. Maybe I did it in one of the Patreon bonus episodes. I can't remember. But anyways, yeah, so. I definitely would not have gotten into hiking if it wasn't for two factors, I guess. And the first one is just living here in Vermont because the first time I ever like was exposed to it was just because Mount Mansfield was literally like a 10 minute drive or the trailhead was a little like a 10 minute drive. Yeah. Let's say that again. Because I don't even know where I was going with that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'll edit it out. And by me, I mean yeah, you'll edit yeah, it out. Right. <laughs> well, now that now that you made that joke, I feel like I'm just gonna leave it in there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Mount Mansfield, super close to where I grew up, and just in high school, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, maybe, um, or maybe it was the beginning of my junior year. I can't remember. But anyways, you know, me and some friends just went on a day hike up Mansfield. And that obviously exposed me to first of all the fact that these all that there's all these cool trails around where we live, and part of that was on the long trail too. So when I saw those signs, I was kind of asking some of my friends about it, and you know they, they knew a little bit more than I did, but they didn't know that much. And so when I got home, I started googling and YouTubing, and that's the second thing that I mentioned a few minutes ago. The second factor that kind of got me into this was YouTube. So. Actually, I did tell this story on the show because it's it's coming back to me now because I'm almost like paraphrasing what I said way back on episode nine, I think it was, with Tuts from Trekking On and kind of relating that back to the YouTube thing. His channel was one of the first ones that I found about the long trail and that kind of exposed me to through hiking. I realized, okay, well, shit, people literally hike for weeks and months and hundreds, thousands of miles or whatever and... That is something that I could potentially get into 
And I don't know, it just kind of spiraled out of control from there. Like I, I, I think I was also just kind of like, a, like an angsty, like 16 year old who like didn't really have much else going on besides like hockey and just doing stupid 16 year old shit. So I think it kind of gave me an outlet too, like gave me something to be part of my identity, I guess. Um, that's see now we're now it's like the therapy thing right like Here we we're, are we're going you, you in now this is just a simple <laughs> episode but this is so much more i'm gonna come out of this with a whole new perspective baker and i owe that all to you <laughs> or you'll be really messed up because i'm not a professional therapist at all so <laughs> yeah or yeah you'll just totally fuck my shit up <laughs> one of the two one of the two I love yeah, that's that's uh that's a i think hiking that's a pretty good outlet for i mean of all the the in the vast scale of outlets that 16 year old angsty 16 year olds can get into i think hiking is a, a pretty good one i would say so yeah and it, it really makes no sense because my parents aren't really outdoorsy and you know i i guess i did i was like the kind of kid that would like mess around in the woods growing up so i, I guess maybe it does make sense in that regard i wasn't like completely you know just against being outside i wasn't playing video games i wasn't doing any of that shit but at the same time like none of my friends really were into it you know i, I went on you know, that day hike with a couple friends, but they weren't like hikers. They were just other goofy 16 year olds like me. And so I don't know. I don't know how I fell into it. Honestly, I think I just, it was, it was honestly kind of an accident and it's pretty crazy how just like one little decision I made when I was 16 had no clue what was going on in any aspect of life (laughs) and how that one decision, which at the time just seemed like, yeah, we'll just go hike like just something to do today or whatever how that influenced like even the person i am today at 23 almost 24 that's pretty that's pretty mind-boggling man that's so crazy man yeah no it really is it's well it's interesting because i know that it seems like a lot of your guests and like me as well uh it's kind of their their parents who will get them into it it's not always the case but it seems like a lot a lot of times as that is the case and like growing up in florida i don't think i ever would have really discovered hiking uh if I had, if my parents hadn't said, you know, taking us on trips to North Carolina and stuff like that, yeah, uh, you know, where there's like a lot more, or hiking's a more popular thing, and like, you know, it's something that people actually kind of, kind of do. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's kind of probably fortuitous that you growing up in Vermont, I, you know, I assume is a fairly big hiking culture there. Like the people of Vermont felt it necessary to build a trail that goes the entire length of the state. <laughs> so I imagine that hiking culture is pretty prevalent in the outdoor culture, like in that type of outdoor culture is pretty prevalent. So yeah, maybe you were, maybe it was something you kind of were more exposed to from your environment possibly or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. That definitely played a huge, huge factor. And like, yeah, if, if the long trail hadn't been here, because I mean, I found out about the long trail before I even found out about the AT, it was through researching the long trail through watching Tutz's videos and just, you know, other people, um, syntax 77, another one who I can like, I, which is it, honestly, it's, it's pretty crazy to me that I've like been able to interview yeah. him a couple times now, That's but really cool. Just like people like that. Um, it was through them that I even found out about the AT and through hiking in the first place. So I don't know if the Vermont hiking culture, like directly influenced it, but it certainly like played a, a huge role and in, in indirectly influenced it by just being there for me to kind of discover, I guess, if that makes sense. That's yeah, really cool. So, oh, sorry, I meant to say for sure, for sure. That's how I'm supposed <laughs> to respond to questions. <laughs> there you so, go. I love so it. So I was listening to your episode on the uh, Out of Bounds podcast, 
um, which was, that was a really cool yeah. episode. And uh, the fight, so I don't remember the interviewer's name, but he said something of like, he described how he didn't really know what hiking was and how he basically said, is it like walking uphill with sticks? Like that was, <laughs> that was his description of it, um, which is, that's, I mean, it's pretty fair. That's accurate. Uh, and then he went on and he said, what is it that you like about hiking? He asked you that. And I don't mean this to to be offensive, but it seemed like you didn't really have like a really definitive answer. It's to hard, it. man. It's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, and, and the reason I say I don't, I mean no offense, is because I have I have the exact same problem. Like I'll have, especially after like all the hiking I did last year, I'll have family members and friends and like coworkers say, "Why did you Why did you do that? You know, like what do you actually like about this?" And I also I don't have like a great like one line or like simple answer. Like I can, if it, t- it could take me like an hour or hours to explain like mm-hmm. what it is I really like about it. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. Someone who like you talk about hiking like all the time and you talk to tons of other hikers and stuff like that, but like still weren't able to really communicate it. And <laughs> I don't know. If, and again, it's not a, a knock against you. It's just like, I don't know. I'm not sure why it's so difficult to describe. So I'll give you a shot again. Like <laughs> have you, have you since then reflected in, have any more insights into what it is about about hiking that is just so uh is just draws you to it dude i don't know like and like when i was listening back to that too i was like yeah i didn't really give a great answer there because like it's i don't know it, it is just so difficult and honestly i'd be curious to hear what other people if, if anybody listening to this has an actual like definitive answer to why they like hiking so much I'd love to hear it because maybe that'll help me or maybe that'll just give me an answer I can just steal the next time someone asks me this question. But I don't know, man. It's I'm very much the kind of person that likes to go all in on things, right? I think that's I think that probably going back to playing hockey growing up, it might have something to do with that. I played a shit ton of hockey growing up and like once I got into hiking, I just like dove in. I made it a part of my identity and then same thing with this podcast too. It's like when I started this podcast, I knew it wasn't going to be just like a casual, like, oh yeah, I'll release an episode like every once in a while when I feel like it, or I'll spend like, you know, an hour a week on this podcast or whatever. Like I knew I was going to go all or nothing basically, you know, try to do it as seriously and make it as good and reach as many people as I possibly can, or I just wasn't going to bother. So I don't know. I, I have a hard time answering like why exactly I chose hiking. I mean, I like trees. I like walking. <laughs> I like being active. I've always been a pretty active person. So yep. that kind of explains it, but it doesn't like this other shit I could do that, you know, is active. So it doesn't have to be hockey or uh, doesn't have to be hiking. <laughs> They're both H's. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think mm, maybe another reason why I liked it, at, at least over hockey and some of the other sports I was playing at the time um, in high school is because I think I was a little bit burnt out on competition, which sounds like kind of stupid because like, <laughs> like that's such like, there's nothing wrong with competition, but I don't know. I, I, I think I liked that I could challenge myself, but I wasn't necessarily like competing head to head with other people. I'll say nowadays, like now that I've grown up a little bit, um, I don't really care about that as much. I kind of like competition a little bit more, but I think that might have had something to do with it as well. But dude, I'm not going to be able to give you like a a satisfying (laughs) answer. And like I said, if anybody else out there has a satisfying answer to that question, I'm all ears because it's a it's a tough one. 
Yeah, I, I don't even know. <laughs> and I think it's highly personal too. So, I mean, it's even if they have an answer that's really concise for them, it may not translate to, to you or to other people. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I wasn't looking for, a, I knew it wouldn't be a, a really concise answer from you because I, you know, I just, for most people, I don't think they have like a great, there's no like really great reason you can point to, you know. Exactly, dude. Exactly. You know, and it, I, I feel like it might be like that with other sports too. It's like, if you asked if you asked an NHL player why they like hockey, like we're talking about hockey a lot. In There's this a episode. lot of hockey talk in this one. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> if you, yeah, if if like you ask any professional athlete like why they like their sport, I'd be curious to know if they would even have like a def- like oh I don't know I like ice like like what do you <laughs> I like checking people like why like yeah. what are you gonna say you know I feel like it's just a you just make a decision. Or, or even it just clicks subconsciously and you just know you like it, but you can't really articulate why. So I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. So what's what drew you to do like an actual through hike like with the AT? Like what was it that you were like, this is what you were hoping to get out of it? And then do you think you actually, do like, you know, how did the actual journey compare to what you were expecting before you started? Yeah, so there's there's kind of two parts to that question. So I'll, I'll try to take them like piece by piece. The first part, you know, why I decided to actually do like a through hike instead of, you know, just doing, you know, normal hiking like a lot of people do. It's going to be hard to answer that again. I feel like for a lot of people, because I asked that question quite a bit on this show to, yeah. to my guests. And I feel like a lot of people usually will say like, oh, I wanted a change in my life or I was doing it for some like specific reason or I just like to be outside and I can't really give a definitive answer like that either because through hiking and or, or deciding I wanted to through hike and getting into hiking went hand in hand with me. Like I said, I started learning about the long trail when I was in high school and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show. I know I talked about it in a bonus episode on Patreon one time, but I actually tried to hike the long trail like my first backpacking trip ever when I was 16 in like, it was a complete shit show. I quit after three <laughs> days. So like, but that, that just illustrates like right from the start, like right when I started to get into this, it wasn't just hiking. It was always through hiking for some reason. And so I don't know. I, I can't, I can't really say for sure. All I'll say is that as I learned what the Appalachian trail was, and as I learned what through hiking was, I pretty much knew right then and there that I wanted to do it for some reason. Um, it just looked, it just looked fun. Like I watched Tuts. He was like one of the OG, like AT vloggers back then. It wasn't even called a vlog. Like, I don't even think that that term had been coined yet, but like just watching his entire series from his, his AT through hike in 2009, I believe is when he did it. Like, it just looked like so much fun. And like, (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I don't want to say like I was doing this before it was cool, but like I was watching AT vlogs like way before, like, like I said, way before they were even vlogs, like, and, and I feel like I almost knew like the entire trail just from watching so much of that shit, uh, like when I was younger. Um, the second part of your question was what I, it was, yeah, I shouldn't ask like to comp these yeah. compound Come on, questions Baker. with Come like you, I know. I would I'm know sorry, better not, than that. I'm not professional mistake. here. No, <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I'm so terrible. Okay, <laughs> can you just end the episode now? I'll just close my browser. This is it. I'm done. <laughs> bye bye. Closing no. the laptop. Okay, so the uh, second part was about you know what were you like the expectations that you had before as um, compared to how they actually were. Like at the end when you were standing on Katahdin or like a you know a week or a month after, were you like 
that was what I wanted. Like I got what I wanted out of it, or was it completely different? See, these questions do kind of relate though. Um, or at least my answers are going to kind of relate. I feel like I kind of had some very realistic expectations going into my through hike just because I was a pretty experienced backpacker before I started. And, and also through hiking the long trail a couple of years before gave me a pretty good taste of what it was going to be like to at least be out there longer than just like a weekend or whatever. So my expectations were pretty on par. I got to say, I feel like it's probably not like that for most people, or at least for people who aren't experienced hikers before they do their through hike. Right. Um, as far as like the expectations for like what I got out of it, I guess I, I have a harder time, dude, I'm, I'm not even able to answer any of these questions. I, I I have a hard time answering that because I feel like I didn't really think that far ahead. I was so focused on just like getting through the first couple weeks and like, so focused on like continuously, like, or just keeping myself like going, I guess, and not quitting that I didn't even really think that much about what the end would be like until I kind of got to the end. I will say that, again, this is something I haven't said on the podcast, I think, but I did say this in a Patreon episode, some subliminal messaging going on right now. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, it does it does relate. I, th- I had a very weird climb up Katahdin. Now, you were there, and or for part of it anyways, yep. and I don't know if you remember, but I kind of just went up. I started with Indy, but for the second half of the climb, I just kind of went up by myself. Like there was no way I was going to be standing there waiting for people when I was like that close to the end. Right. Um, So close. Yeah. And I had this like weird, like mental struggle going on in my head, especially once I got above tree line, because you still have a couple miles to go at that point. In my head, I was like, shit, I'm so close to Katahdin. And I actually just realized I did not say this in a, a Patreon episode. It was something else. So sorry. Sorry, Patreon supporters. Um, you didn't miss that. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So in my head, I was like, I've been working towards this for so long. Like I'm so close. I should feel like all these crazy emotions. Right. And I, I felt like emotional thinking about the end at so many points, like prior on my hike, when I was way, way, way down on the trail, you know, before I was anywhere close to Maine, and I, I, as I was climbing Katahdin, I was like, shit, like I've worked like so hard. I've thought about this moment so fucking much. And maybe you can relate to this too, Baker. Um, but for some reason, I just, I wasn't feeling like any different than I was on any other climb. And even once I got to the the point where um I could see the top. So you're probably what, like a mile away, if I remember correctly at yeah, that point. Yeah, it kind of flattens out there. Like I could literally see the end. And I was thinking before that, I was like, okay, well, once I can at least see the top, I'll probably feel something, right? And I got there to that mile, that last mile, and I still like, I just, like I didn't feel anything, and I was like, "What the hell's wrong with me? Like, why? Like, I've worked so hard for this. I've wanted this since I was like 16. Like, why am I not feeling something?" And I kept going, and it got to the point where you know I was 50 yards away from the top or whatever. I could literally see the sign off in the distance, not just the top, but the actual famous Katahdin sign, right? Yeah. And it was still just like I. I just like didn't I it was almost like I wanted to make myself cry but like I couldn't cry like I was like why like why does this not feel more significant and I got up to the top and I recall it being like a thing where you can't actually see the front of the sign as you're approaching you kind of have to get up and like turn a little bit to see the front of the sign yeah to see the like the words Katahdin and I could like see the back of the sign it was like right there and it was still just like 
dude, like, I just don't feel anything, but I shit you not, and I'm not just, like, making this up to sound, like, fucking inspirational or whatever, um, like, the second I, like, turned around and actually saw, like, the face of the sign, all that shit, all that emotion just, like, freaking crushed me all at once, and dude, I, I started crying, I just, like, kind of broke down a little bit, and I was up there before you, and I was up there before, uh, the rest of the guys we had been hiking with, and so there were some other day hikers up there, but nobody I actually knew. And I don't know, dude, it just like all came out like at once there. Like it, that was, that was pretty incredible. I, I don't know how I got off on that side tangent, but just talking about the expectations, I guess, of, of finishing, I, I didn't really have any like clear cut expectations of finishing, but that moment that it all hit me like that, that moment that I saw the sign definitely would have surpassed any anything I did have. And maybe that's why I don't remember them. The expectations is because it was just kind of insignificant compared to that actual moment of finishing. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that Katahdin sign is just like you, because as a hiker, you imagine you're, if you're going northbound, at least uh, you imagine yourself standing there, like as, you know, for it being the end, like you imagine that, that seeing that sign as the end of your journey. And you've of course seen like, like I'm the same way. I watched hundreds like, of pictures, tons, dude. Yeah. yeah, tons of pictures, tons of videos of people going up there and and seeing it. And so, like, I had never, I've never like day hiked up there, so I'd never even seen what the area would be like. I, I really had no idea like what it even looked like around it or whatever. All I, all you can see is just like, you know, you, you can just see that that like tattered, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the paint peeling off brown sign. It says Katahdin on it, and so yeah, like just actually standing there and. And seeing it in the context of like you finished your own journey is like that is I will never forget that feeling like mm-hmm. that is it is such a such a strong emotion I don't even know it's like joy but it's also pride and but like, it's just a yeah like just think about it now I can like I'm like already feeling getting that feeling again so yeah it's it I, I know what you mean like slogging up there you're just kind of like oh this is just another climb and stuff like that but when you like finally <laughs> see that sign and you know like this is my time to be the one standing next to the sign finishing my journey instead of like all these hundreds of other people that you've seen be in that place like it's a yeah it's a really special feeling yeah man like i used to again kind of going back to like how determined i was to like finish the trail like right from the start i used to like just see pictures of people on top of katahdin that had just finished their through hikes and i would see them in like a like almost like a sub or i don't even know what the right word for this subhuman way i guess i was like those those are like incredible people those are people that have achieved something like so difficult and have achieved something that i really want but i'm not sure i'll ever be able to actually achieve and i i think just finally being up there and and seeing that sign too it's like okay shit i'm actually like one of these people that i've like aspired to be for the last six years so i I think that probably played into it as well and and it's funny now because now when i see summit pictures it's just like I, it's just like another like summit picture you know like it doesn't yeah. really mean as much to me anymore which oh, really? which I, okay. that sounds kind of like cheap but at the same time it kind of makes sense because once you actually have been up there yourself and achieved that yourself not that i don't respect it any any less but it, i just it doesn't bring that same like determination and desire out of me i guess so i, oh, I, get, I get i i feel like that that kind of makes sense right yeah, well, no, I, I can see what you're saying, but I actually get the opposite. Like, I think I have stronger emotions when I see uh, people's finishing okay, photos because I'm like, I, I feel like I kind of put myself in their shoes, and I'm like kind of like reliving 
my own. Like I, I actually, I, I guess I, it's like, I, I really understand like what they went through to mm-hmm. get to that point. So, but yeah, I can, I can see what you mean. It's, it's kind of like, Oh, another finishing floor. Like I've been there, done that myself. You know, like I can see why you, why you think that too. Yeah. And again, I think it kind of goes back to what we, or what I just said, like a second ago, I feel like maybe we had different perspectives on seeing those photos before we actually started and that might have something to do with it, but yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it's different for everybody who's completed a through hike like that. Um, I certainly get stoked every time I see that sign. Like, how could you not get stoked every time oh gosh. Yeah. you see that freaking sign? And I always love seeing people on Instagram that have that have finished, especially you know the last couple of weeks. It's starting to slow down now, obviously, but right, yeah, dude, it's a it's an incredible feeling. That's so cliche, obviously, but certainly something I'll never ever forget. Yeah. So then transitioning from the end of the hike to after the hike it seems like there's like a it's a popular saying in the long distance hiking community where it's it's i don't know exactly but something along the lines of um the hardest part of the through hike is like the end of it and then have and then what you do afterwards like going back into normal life and you know not being on trail anymore and not seeing your friends and stuff like that who all the friends you made along the way so you know i and i I don't know. I guess I do kind of agree with that. It's definitely, it's a, for me, it's been a, it hasn't been like a tough, I don't want to say like tough transition, but it's been, it's been challenging. It's been, there's been lots of, you know, times where I've just like, I really want to be back on trail. So for you, what is, what is the post trail life been like? Yeah, man. So it's been a little over a year now since I finished. And honestly, this, this podcast has absolutely consumed my post trail life. Like, I mean, this is episode number 50. <laughs> horns and (laughs) and so like i've obviously been doing this like 50 episodes and and 50 conversations many more than 50 hours worth of editing and you know promoting and you know doing art and building the website and i just built this brand new freaking computer over here to make my workflow a little bit easier a little bit smoother so this podcast has absolutely consumed my post-trail life it was tough to adjust at first, um, I think I think that I don't think I had a harder, a more difficult time than most hikers would have. I, I feel like it was a little bit disheartening going back to work and just like being in a cubicle for forty hours a week, and that that was difficult. It's it's better now. I'm just used to it now. I feel like I'm a normal person again now. That was difficult, but I've. I've almost had this show to kind of like lean on as a crutch. It's like, okay, even though I'm not on trail anymore, I still am involved with this community. And that's a huge reason why I started it in the first place is it's it's like I can still be working full time and be a normal person and have my like feet and hands right smack in the middle of all this hiker trash bullshit at the same time, which is yeah, fantastic, you know, and, and, I don't know what it would have been like not doing trail tales because I literally started working on this podcast the day I got back from from my through hike. Like, I mean, yeah. I didn't give myself any downtime. I had a little bit of downtime before I started like work, work, like my day job, but I dove right in pretty much. And I don't know. Now that you mentioned, now that you bring this question up, I, I kind of wonder how that has influenced my uh, my post trail like life, or at least um those first six months after I finished say and that's something I haven't really thought about just because ever since I stopped the through hiking grind I've been on the podcast content grind pretty much so yeah 
I don't know. <laughs> Do you think the, um, aside from it being a hiking related podcast, which of course like helps you, you know, keep thinking about and being engaged in hiking stuff. Do you think just having a grind, like so, a grind that you, that you are invested in personally, like you just like, is something you just enjoy doing. Do you think having that kind of grind, uh, to replace the hiking grind that you had before, did, did that help out at all? I think that it absolutely helped. Um, that's an, that's the other reason why I started this podcast is because there was no way that I could just go from putting everything I had into this goal of through hiking the Appalachian Trail to just not having any sort of goal, not having anything else to kind of make a part of my identity, not having anything else to work towards. Like I said earlier, I'm the kind of person that just like goes all in. And I think that it would have been a very, very sad if I, <laughs> if I didn't have something to fill that void, I guess. And so, yeah, I, I, I the other thing is too, I always wanted to do some sort of content creation. I've wanted to do that for a long time. Back when I was in middle school, I talked about this on that Out of Bounds podcast a little bit. Right. Um, I had a YouTube channel for like a year with some of my friends and we would just make like super, super cringy, terrible. <laughs> um, like, Please put a link of one of those in the show there's notes. There's no way. You're not going to find <laughs> okay. it. Don't even try. All right. Um, all right. But uh, I made these like really awful videos and- <laughs> like the quality was terrible but for like middle schoolers i feel like it was the the comedy wasn't good but the overall like the way that we kind of ran it and i was kind of the i'm gonna say i was the brains behind the the whole operation <laughs> i don't think they'd get too offended like 11 years later but um the way i ran it i i i even at like such a young age i still kind of got like a taste for what it was like and we put out like 30 videos over the course of that year which nowadays if you're a want to be taking youtube seriously i feel like you gotta do way more than that but for right. like just like some goofy middle schoolers like i feel like that's decent you know we took it about as seriously as like you can when you're in middle school like that and so ever since then it's always been kind of in the back of my mind and when i finished the trail or actually no I, when i was still on the trail and kind of thinking about this i was like okay well i've kind of neglected to do any sort of content because I've always been in college and I was really busy in college, computer science major, had no fucking idea how to code before I went to college. So those first two years, especially I was playing catch up, I felt like, and it was pretty stressful, took up most of my time. I was also in a fraternity, which sounds kind of goofy if you've never been in Greek life, but that is a pretty big uh, time commitment as well. So I just never had time in college. And I was thinking while I was on my through hike, I was like, shit, well, I'm finally going to have a time and a little bit of income to kind of spend on this too, a little bit of money to spend on this. So I really have no more excuses now. So I might as well jump back into the content game. <laughs> it took a 10 year hiatus or whatever, but um, I didn't have a camera at the time and I did have a microphone and I was just listening to so many podcasts while I was hiking that I was like, okay, you know what? I could just fucking bullshit about hiking for an hour like that's that seems pretty easy like i'll start a podcast haha and i knew it was going to be a lot of work but i didn't really realize how much work it actually is i think <laughs> yeah but here i am almost a year later freaking like two more yeah dude uh two weeks from today actually um well so episode 52 i guess it'll be will be the um one year anniversary of trail tales which is pretty gnarly yeah, I was checking to see if we were there, and it, yeah, it's like just a couple weeks away, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, you you jumped ahead to one of my other questions. I was going to ask why you picked a podcast of all the different content creation, but yeah, I think that that all 
makes sense. You had a microphone, and so yeah, <laughs> I didn't have very much money to spend on anything else either. So <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I didn't. Other than paying for the hosting, I didn't really have to spend any money up front. I mean, I I designed the artwork myself using GIMP, which is free open source yeah, software. Nice. I, was, I was trying to, and I still do, like try to keep costs down as much as possible because I mean, I'm not exactly a, a a millionaire here. I can't be spending that much money on this stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had the microphone, I had the audio interface, which is required to use the to use the microphone. I had a computer, I had headphones, and I had a degree in digital art, so I <laughs> kind of put that to use a little bit as well. Um, I guess not necessarily the best use because I feel like my logo could probably be better, but it's okay. It's better than the the uh, first drafts I made. <laughs> not in existence anymore because they were so fucking terrible oh but, man yeah. post those on your patreon page you know dude i should actually like i said i'm pretty, pretty sure i got rid of them but i can go take a look oh, <laughs> man, that'd be funny that would be funny shit how have your expectations for what you know when you were hiking and imagining oh, i'm gonna start this podcast and everything you know it's been almost a year now like how how have things turned out have things turned out the way you expected or has it been gone been different or yeah um that's a good question. I love talking about my podcast. Thanks for asking about my podcast. Oh, I've got Baker. like a bunch of questions here. We're going to learn all about what you think about your podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, because like no one, and, and rightly so, like no one in my personal life really gives a shit. Like I don't, it's it's weird, but I don't really have, that's an, honestly another reason why this podcast is so great for me. Um, I don't really have any friends that I see on the regular that are into hiking like or I have some people that I'll hike with but nobody that's like done a through hiker would would listen to a hiking podcast I guess so I don't I don't get to talk about this very much um anyways so expectations what do you mean just like kind of how it's like how it's gone so far I mean how... when you were you know when you were creating and you were thinking about it like what what did you expect it to be like you know after a year of doing it or so like what did you did you expect to like be like a Joe like Joe Rogan level and you haven't <laughs> quite got there yet or like you know just what is or like how is the how is the grind been? Is the grind enjoyable? Or are you just like burnt out and episode fifty is gonna be the last episode? Or like, you know <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how the reaction to this one is, but no. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> um I as far as expectations for the podcast go, I try to not have expectations. You know, I I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did as much research as I possibly could. And I knew that I wasn't just gonna like fucking blow up right from the beginning, obviously. I kind of I kind of anticipated it being like a slow rise, or that's what I hoped for anyways. I didn't even expect that. Um, I And as far as like how it's kind of lived up to that expectation, I pretty much was spot on, honestly. Like I said, I didn't expect it to just blow up. I was hoping I would be able to gain momentum and traction as I went and at least like continue, continuously kind of top myself like month after month or whatever and f with the exception of last month i have done that so that part i feel like i've kind of lived up to that expectation as far as the grind goes like i said a few minutes ago i knew it was going to be a lot of work i didn't go into it thinking it was going to be easy um it's probably been a little bit not even a little bit more work than i anticipated it's just been a little bit harder balancing it with um my personal life i guess than i anticipated it is a priority it has to be a priority like any other content creator will tell you that like you have to make it a priority otherwise you're not going to be releasing as consistent as you want to be um so that part has been difficult i will say though 
I'm very, very, like, humbled at, like, where the show is now, at least compared to where it started. Of course, I always want to grow more, and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I hope those numbers continue to increase, um, but I am, like, very satisfied with uh, with where I am right now as, as, as far as, like, the amount of people that download. And honestly, one thing that I'm very, very, like, uh, thankful for and almost a little bit... Uh, uh, proud of like proud of myself um is that i have people that reach out to me like pretty consistently now and tell me that they like the show so anybody who's ever done that like thank you so much like it it sounds so generic like leave a comment in the description below on youtube or like send me an email or whatever on on this podcast but like it really does mean a lot like i i have people tell me sometimes that this show has like inspired them to go hike a certain trail or like, um, I had one person tell me that it like inspired them to like pull the trigger on on trying to complete the New Hampshire 48, which I think is awesome. And even just the people that tell me that they've learned about different things on the show. Um, and obviously, I'm not usually the one teaching people, but I'd like to think that I kind of give that. I'm the one that's kind of facilitating that avenue at least. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, these, these people wouldn't be, you know, you, they probably, unless they're like another content creator, which you've interviewed some, like all these other people, they would never, no one would ever be hearing from them and hearing about their, their experiences. So uh, yeah, I think it's, you're definitely, you are definitely the facilitator in that case. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I'm, I just feel lucky. Of course I want to achieve more. And I, I don't know. I said, I basically set two goals for myself. If I'm going to be super candid here, super honest. I set two goals when I started. The first was to do it weekly for an entire year. And regardless of success, I was going to work towards that goal. Um, and I've pretty much, I think I can safely say at this point, I've skipped a couple weeks, but for the most part, you know, I'll have achieved that goal. Um, and I'm going to continue after a year as well. The other goal, which I haven't reached yet, but I feel like was a little bit misinformed when I made this goal. Um, my other goal was to get sponsored. And let me be clear, because people are going to take that the wrong way. And it That's sounds it. it sounds kind of bad when I say They're it that way. They're closing down the podcast app <laughs> right there, now. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like a financial thing. I mean, it, like, let's be honest, like hiking podcasts, like maybe someone out there is making a living off of this, but like I wasn't, I wasn't wanting to be sponsored so that I could like make money and be rich or whatever. Um, the reason I wanted to get sponsored was because I saw that as like a metric of success. Basically I saw that as like, okay, if my show is sponsored, then that means like, that's like proof that like I made a successful podcast and I can say now, like that's still a goal of mine. Of course, like I'd like to be able to be compensated a little bit for all the time I put into the show, but I was a little bit misinformed in that, and again, I feel like it is a metric of success. I feel like it's a less important metric than I had kind of thought it was at the time. And I, I honestly realized this like pretty early on into the show because there's so many awesome podcasts out there that don't have sponsors. So like <laughs> to say that's like, and again, and I wasn't trying to imply either when I set this goal that the only possible metric of success was getting a sponsor, but I don't know. I, I, I did set that goal and that is still a goal of mine. So I guess after this year, I haven't achieved that yet, but shit, there's, there's, there's got to be something to continuously work towards. So who knows? Maybe I'll get there someday. Maybe I won't. But either way, I've learned so much from this show and not just about hiking, but just about content creation in general. So I, I've definitely like fulfilled that desire to do something like creative and do something productive 
that I had after my through hike. Yeah, no, I can see. I mean, like you said, you're not going to be become a millionaire off of, you know, having Sawyer sponsor your, you know, <laughs> your, your podcast. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah, that's like having, you know, having someone say, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some money because I think, you know, your, your audience is valuable uh, and your podcast is, is cool enough to be associated with. Like that's definitely, you know, especially in the small tight knit community of, of like hiking stuff. Like it's not like, you know, these brands have like massive marketing stuff yeah. going on, yeah. you know, like that's a, it's a big deal to have anyone in the hiking uh, world, you know, say, I want to be associated with you. So yeah, that's, that is cool. But I mean, I think, you know, you probably have, you have actually had some other types of validations, you know, not, you know, aside from uh, just a large amount of audience. So, I mean, I'm trying to think you've had a couple, you've had some huge YouTubers on, you've had frozen on, you had syntax 77 on twice. Uh, you've also had people like announce really big projects and stuff they're working on. So I'm thinking of like Philip Karsha. He basically announced his New England uh, calendar year grid project. I mean, like that's kind of when he first publicized it, I think. Which is right? hilarious because I didn't even really realize that at the time. <laughs> right, yeah. And then recently, um, Kate, I don't remember her last name, but the the lady who's doing the... Yeah, Kate Cash, the, yeah. Kate Cash, yeah. She's doing the, uh, what is it called? The Southern... Six, South, South Beyond 6,000, South yeah. Beyond 6,000, yeah. So these people are, you know, because I, I saw that on on Instagram after your podcast, she basically wrote a long post saying like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I, it's the cat's out of the bag now. So like <laughs> people are actually using this as a platform to, to you know, kind of make, you know, like to, to announce these really big projects. And then even Outside Magazine, you got called out in Outside Magazine. What did, what did that feel like? That was pretty incredible. Um, shout out to Mac for uh, for doing that. Um yeah, I, I, I just like gotten home from work and I at first I just started to read the article because it was about Philip, right? Right. Because Philip had just finished his crazy project and I was stoked on that. So I, I was reading it because of that. And then freaking the line, something about Trail Tales podcast was like, you know, halfway through the article or whatever. So I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was really cool. I think a decent amount of people listen to the show because of that too. So uh, dude, I, I'm I'm honestly so glad you just brought all that stuff up because I, I I don't know if I said this particularly well in my last answer, but um, the reason why another reason why I think this getting sponsored goal was a little bit uh, misaligned was because I found after you know doing this for almost a year that the most like satisfying thing and the and I think the biggest metric of success is just the fact that I've been able to reach people, the fact that every single week I get you know, multiple messages and emails from people telling me that they like the show or, you know, even telling me that the show's inspired them to do whatever. And um, I, I think that's a, a much more important and more meaningful measure of success than uh, just getting a, a sponsorship would be. And yeah, dude, honestly, I didn't even think about how people have like used this as an avenue to, um to like announce shit. And, and also the, the, you know, YouTuber thing, like having people with like much bigger platform platforms than mine on how those things could also be kind of a measure of success, I guess. So yeah, trail tales is a success. It's confirmed everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I just remember all the episodes with Philip, I'll just say were so awesome, especially those ones you did afterwards. Like the, the, those two episodes were like so good. I, I don't know. I just, I really, really enjoyed those speaking of people shouting out to you. So yeah, if you if you like what what Kyle's doing, give him a, just send him a quick message. It takes you like five seconds, but 
it'll make him feel good, I'm sure. So <laughs> it'll Let make him... my day. Yeah, it'll make his day. So uh, as a bad interviewer, I did not see when we started recording, so I have no <laughs> idea how long we've gone. D- did you start record? Do you know? Yeah, we're we're at about fifty-seven minutes now. We can probably go okay. for like another ten minutes or so. That's that's okay. okay. I'll I'll let that one slide, Baker, because I have the the recording time in front of me, and on your end, you don't get that. So. I, I don't just go by the clock usually. Like I literally have a timer in front of my yeah, face right now. I actually meant to look at the start time just so I would have an idea, but I totally didn't. So <laughs> my bad. Uh, let's see. So I guess this is kind of random out of the blue. Have you ever considered doing um, like on-trail correspondence or like people who are actually on a through hike having them send in messages or checking in with them regularly, anything like that? Yes, I have. Um, in fact, I almost... And when I say almost, I mean I like kind of got the ball rolling on this last year and then just didn't fall through with it because I suck. Um but yes, I, I had I've had a couple people suggest that to me actually. And I even did like contact a couple people at one point that had messaged me about it and said like, Hey, you know, like maybe we can set up some sort of correspondence and then I just it it just kinda got a like got away from me. Like not that I I didn't necessarily like just come like completely forget, but I just didn't like, I just didn't make it happen. I was just so busy with everything else. So I think that is a good idea. I think it would be really cool to interview somebody in the middle of a through hike or at least while they're still on trail. And I'm actually kind of in the works of potentially doing that over the next couple of weeks. So I, I, I do think that would be cool. Um, I will say that the Trex trail correspondence has probably got that pretty nailed down, but then again, there's lots of other interview hiking podcasts, so doesn't necessarily mean I can't do it too. Yeah, I just I think that'd be pretty cool. But that's true. I guess I guess the trek does have. I've actually never listened to those, so I'm not sure if they're like uh, I one the where I've heard it from is um, the trail show. They would have people call in and like say really goofy stuff. So like that's kind of <laughs> where that's kind of where I'm thinking about it. But interesting. I've actually never really listened to that podcast before. Oh so. really? Oh man, that was the first hiking podcast I found. Now it was before. Trail tells existed, so of course it was the only one. It was the only one that I could get to. But you know, it's it, now of course I have trail tales, so it's. it's I've, it's, I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty funny. So, yeah, speaking of the of the podcast, so the name Trail Tale, where does that where does that come from? So on, you know, there's some hiker slang for and what trail tail means in hiker slang is when people have sex on a hike like so an example usage is <laughs> dude i'm learning this for the first so time i've never, never heard, heard that tra- trail tail so like an example <laughs> is like hey i walked past your tent last night it sounded like you're getting some trail tail like so <laughs> i'm just kind of curious why you decided to name the podcast after that oh man oh man i did not know that was a thing um i'll, I'll, I'll also make it clear if if people didn't already know this from literally like clicking on the episode I feel like trail tail would be T A I L, and this is not oh. T A I L. This is T A L. Yes, so you can shove that fake news question right up your ass. Okay, um. <laughs> I'm real. I'm so sorry. I totally wasn't. I just I wasn't reading closely. I, I'm. I might be dyslexic or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Classic case of the press t- 
taking things out of context right okay, here, folks. Okay, there we go. I'm glad. We, I'm really glad we cleared that up. So, <laughs> okay, so it's T A L E, as in like a story or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do have people tell stories okay. on this show sometimes. Oh, and that's why you always at the end. You're always oh, like, oh, you're putting the putting the pieces together now. I see. Oh I my see gosh! The, wow. See the gears turning in your head right now, baby. Well, let me tell you. I'm sure there are there are millions of listeners out there who are just flabbergasted by why you would name it after kind of a, you know, a, a vulgar <laughs> slang term. So now everyone who's been wondering this, cause I know that I'm not alone. It's, it's, you know, he's about talking about telling stories, telling stories, <laughs> not about having sex in your tent. That's not what he's talking about. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, no, dude, I'm, I'm serious. So this is, this is a, this is an enlightening interview. I will tell you that I'm learning so much right now. I love it, dude. Okay. That's so good. Okay. Well, speaking of trail tales as in stories, uh, I think this is the part of the episode where you get to tell your own story. Now, if you can think of one that you haven't told before, we'll see. So this is this is your time to tell tell your favorite tale. I didn't. Now, I will say I didn't warn Kyle ahead of time uh, that he would need to. <laughs> a little taste need to, of my own medicine here. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally forgot to to warn him ahead of time. So I, I hope he's got. I hope you've got one. Uh, you know, something good you can tell. And you can take your time. We'll pause and edit it out if you, if you need some time to think about it, Kyle. You've learned from the best baker. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I do have a story actually, and for like the third time, I'm gonna plug the Patreon again because I told this story in last month's episode, bonus episode for Patreon, um, and thank God I did because if I hadn't, I don't think I would have thought of this story because I, I even said it during that episode. I feel like I've told every single freaking hiking story I have except for this story on the show at this point. So there we go. So. I do have this one story. Um, whether or not I'm actually going to tell it well is, is is questionable. I There's a reason why I'm the one asking for stories and not like telling them at the end of the episode. But let's let's see if if 50 episodes of, of hearing people tell me stories has has improved my storytelling. So All right, here we go. I'm going to tell a story from a hike that happened a long time ago. This happened in June of 2013. So. I was a Jew. Well, I guess I was. That would have been my between my junior and senior year of high school. So, I would have been seventeen at the time, I believe. Yeah, seventeen. Anyways, I was section hiking the long trail. So I've I've said this before. The first like hiking achievement I had was section hiking the long trail. And and like I said, I tried to through hike it like the year before and that didn't work out very well. So I was like, okay, well I still want to do this trail, but I should probably like chill out a little bit and <laughs> kind of learn what the hell I'm doing first. So I was down in Southern Vermont on the part of the long trail that coincides with the AT and a couple of friends and I did a week long hike. It was about 80 miles, which was very impressive for us at the time. Um, I'm surprised we didn't die, but we didn't. And we were on top of Stratton mountain and that's where this story takes place. So we get up there, and some of you through hikers might recall that there's a caretaker from the Green Mountain Club, I believe, that's stationed on top of Stratton. And we were up there, like I said, it was June. It was a really sunny, like beautiful summer day, probably a weekend too, because there was a ton of people up there. I can't quite remember, but I, I'm pretty sure it was a weekend. And we kind of get up there, and this caretaker comes over to us first thing, and he goes, Hey, just so you know, there's a moose that's kind of been being a nuisance and he's somewhere in the area. So just, you know, be alert or whatever. And we kind of brushed it off. We were like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, we're, we didn't say that to the, to the guy, but you know, <laughs> like in our heads, we didn't really care that much. We were like, screw it, whatever. Maybe that's cause we were 
in high school and stupid. Maybe that's because you hear people say shit like that all the time. Now, honestly, if a caretaker says it, you should probably take it a little more seriously than just your average hiker. But we didn't. We didn't really take it that seriously. Didn't really think much of it. And so we're up there. And to add to the crowd, a huge group of day hikers shows up a few minutes after we did. Now, there's a gondola that goes within a mile of the su- <clears throat> of the summit of Stratton. So I think they probably came up from the gondola. A lot of the people up there probably did. And they're being led by this. It's probably a group of, of like 10 people maybe. They're, and they're being led by this like stereotypical like hippie looking motherfucker, right? Like freaking <laughs> dreadlocks, like freaking like tie-dye shirt and shit. And he's carrying a huge beard. He, he's carrying... A horn, like a huge, like horn instrument, right? Like a vuvuzela type. Horn, I don't know or? what the fuck it is, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. But just like a, like some hippie, like some hippie shit. Like I don't know, like just like some this hippie horn. horn. Exactly, dude. The hippie horn. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite of all brass instruments. That's perfect. That's perfect. And so him and his group get up there, and they go a little bit away from us. But you know, it's not a huge summit. It's mostly forested, so there's not a ton of room up there. And they sit in a circle and like, after they sit down, this dude comes up to me and me and my, my two friends. And he's like, Hey, can you guys like quiet down a little bit? Like we're, we're, we're about to go meditate over here. And we're like, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> sorry. Like, sorry about that. Kind of like caught off guard. Like and he wasn't like rude about it, but he was kind of like uh, assertive about it. And we're like, okay. I mean, you're on top of a public mountain. There's like a bunch of people up here. So I don't know why the fuck you thought this was like the <laughs> yeah. place to have like peace and quiet to like meditate. But none of the people in this group really looked like um they knew what the hell they were doing out on the trail. Anyways, so they sit in the circle. And if you are somebody who meditates, if you have done this before, I apologize. I'm not trying to be offensive here, but keep in mind, I'm not someone who meditates. I'm not a very spiritual person whatsoever. And I was also 17 in high school at the time. So oh boy. they sit. So they're in this circle, and this dude, this this dude with his hippie horn, he he goes around <laughs> to each person, and he just starts blowing the horn directly in front of their face what? for like fifteen seconds at a time. It's just like, and they're just sitting there on top of this mountain, surrounded by fucking people, and we were watching this, and we were just losing our shit, dude. It was so funny. It was so fucking funny. Like, I, I'm not trying to be offensive here, but, like, it was just hilarious. And it was so hilarious to us that we decided we needed to get it on video. So, oh, my no. f- I didn't want to go over there because I was too much of a wimp. But my friend Dan, he was like, fuck it. Like, I'll go film him. I don't care. And I'm the one that had the camera. So, I press record. I... Like, look into the camera. I'm like, hey, we're on top of Stratton. There's these people meditating. It's super funny, whatever. Dan's going to go film it. And I give Dan the camera. He takes about two steps towards this group. And all of a sudden, we hear something behind us. We fucking turn around. Dan whips around the camera. And that fucking moose comes out of the (laughs) brush. That fucking moose comes out of the brush and, like, almost knocked this guy over, dude. It, like, kind of, like, I don't know if mooses or mooses. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if they like bluff charge like bears do. Like they probably don't, but that's kind of what it was. Like he like charged at this guy for a second and then turned back at like the the last second. The dude ended up like in the brush, like freaking totally caught off guard. And 
because Dan was about to go film these freaking. So wait, the the moose was chasing the guy with the, the with the hippie well, horn. He didn't really chase he, him. He was he just charging kinda, the hippie horn guy. He kind of no 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 no. Sorry, I should have made that clear. Um, there's Different another guy, guy just a, another day hiker. Okay, okay. Um, that, that would have been even funnier if he fucking <laughs> if he went if he went after the hippie horn guy. I know. It's a, okay. <laughs> okay. So he's he's just charging this random other person. On yeah, top he of just like charged at this random guy and. And I just thought it was so funny. First of all, we caught the aftermath on camera. Um, I, it was on YouTube for a couple of years, and then YouTube eventually caught up to me because I used some like copyrighted music or whatever in the oh, video, no. like like everybody used to do back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah and course. so the video is not there. I I should probably go check to see if I still have it like on my channel, like, and I can like download it maybe because that'd be that would pretty be funny. amazing if we could see it. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm would be so super good. embarrassing for me because like, and it was oh, also yeah. filmed in like like super shitty quality because. It's 2013 and I had a bad camera to begin with. But anyways, I just thought that was so funny that two of the most like unique and kind of funny experiences I've ever had while hiking happened not only on the same day, but literally at the same freaking time. (laughs) And it was also funny because like the moose obviously caused like a huge commotion and it didn't, it didn't charge anybody else after that, but it, it kind of loitered. Like it just kind of went down the trail, like probably, I don't know, like, 10 20 yards away from everybody and then just kind of stayed there and so like it didn't just disappear after that so like it was this huge commotion and like all the other day hikers were like you know f- trying to figure out what's going on and holy shit there's a moose up here and like a lot of the meditators were like trying to like <laughs> like look and shit but the guy like kept fucking he, he <laughs> i gotta give him credit like mr hippie horn guy like he didn't stop man he just kept blowing that freaking horn and he was still doing it by the time we left, too, because after that, we were like, okay, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Like, we can't top <laughs> yeah. this. So, anyways, that is, that is like, literally the last story that I haven't told that's of any significance on this show. So, episode 50, I guess that's uh, I guess that's pretty fitting. What do you say? That, that's the special one. Honestly, I, for, I had forgotten about the moose by the time you got to the moose part, because there's <laughs> yeah. just, like, two, two random things that would be funny in their own stories, but then they, like, happened at the same time. That's yeah, like, dude. That's such a good part of that story. It was incredible. I'm going to have to look to see if I can find that freaking... Uh that video now <laughs> that would be amazing if we could if, if i find it, it in i'm gonna watch it and depending on how cringy it is i may <laughs> yeah. or may not post it we'll see uh, all right people here we go you might be seeing you might be able to relive one of the one of the tales told on trail tales how incredible would that be <laughs> that's pretty incredible <laughs> yeah all right well i guess that about does it and we're gonna wrap it up here kyle so is there anything else you want to you want to plug uh your uh <laughs> any of your instagrams or wait you have a podcast right do you want to plug your yeah man yeah man so my podcast is called backpacker radio (laughs) you can can find me on on a podbean.com and and iHeartRadio. that's it nowhere else whoa iHeartRadio. that's cool yeah yeah but no that's fancy my, my, my podcast is called trail tales i'm just making a joke there everybody um, how about, how about I plug my personal Instagram? Because this is something that I, I might've plugged it a couple times, like on the very early episodes, but lately I haven't plugged it. I've been meaning to, not that it really matters that much, but I just forget because yeah, it doesn't matter really. I'll plug my personal Instagram. So my Instagram that has nothing to do with, well, actually it does have to do with hiking, but nothing to do with trail tales because most of the people that follow me on there are like friends that don't care about hiking and they probably think I was even more of a freaking jackass if they found out I had a podcast. So (laughs) anyways, it's at Kyle hates hiking. There we go. Very fitting everyone. 
Very fitting. Well, Kyle, thank you very much for being on this episode. And more importantly, thank you very much for starting and creating this awesome podcast, which we all love. So well done, sir. Round of applause. I don't know how clapping comes over the microphone, but there it is. There's me clapping alone. I appreciate the kind words, Baker. And, and thank you for coming on a fourth time. That's freaking awesome. And I also really appreciate you giving me all the time and all the stories. Your episodes are some of my favorite. In, in fact, um, our Trail Grievances episode is still arguably my favorite episode I've ever done. So yeah, there we go. Thank, thank you as well, man. Thank you. You are welcome. You're welcome. All right, folks, that wraps it up. And uh, we'll, he will see you next week. <laughs> yeah.